You are listening to episode 117 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Visit the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pools, the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. I am so happy 2013 is over. Yeah, he had a lot of uh, well, a lot of things going on. Yeah, past it year. was it was kind of fucked up. I'm not a superstitious guy about the number 13 or any kind of shit like that, but I thought it'd be interesting to recap 2013, the the, the 2013 that Karen and I survived. Uh, th- this is this was a year of epic highs and catastrophic lows for us. So let's give it to yeah. you in order. Sure. We visited a new state and got the snowboard in Iowa. However, that trip resulted in me fracturing my eye socket, breaking my shoulder, and tearing my rotator cuff. <laughs> We did 360 Vegas Vacation, which was a big success. Pretty much everything I hoped that it would be, minus you. And then we get back, and about a month later, uh, Loki, my dog, passes, which anybody who knows me or or listens to the show probably could have figured out, virtually my son. However, the silver lining to that is that the accident that I got in meant that I was on medical leave from work for a while, so I pretty much got to spend every day with him all day for the last month of his life with us, so... I, I can I can see the good with the bad. Now, shortly after that, Matt leaves the show permanently, and then our cat of 17 years dies. <laughs> uh, Karen and I moved to Memphis, which was amazing, awesome. Love our house, love the climate, love the city. However, shortly after, we discovered that there were three busted water pipes that caused our pool to backwash into our fucking living room and ruin the real hardwood that we had that now has to be completely replaced. But once again... The silver lining is that insurance is completely paying for it. We just have to go through the pain in the ass of completely replacing all the Sometimes insurance will give you more than what you need to repair or replace. Yeah. And then you have a little extra scratch on the side. There you go. All right. So then after that, we went to G2E and we landed the G Suite. But then I got alcohol poisoning during that show and almost, or during that trip and almost died. (laughs) That was was self-inflicted though. Well, you know what? Listen, I'll be honest with you. The majority of these are self-inflicted. I mean, obviously <laughs> losing Loke, losing the cat, losing Matt. That's not self you know, the busted water pipes. <laughs> and again, Matt's not dead. But. Right. <laughs> right. But I mean, the fact that I, you know, got into that major injury, that's completely my fault. The fucking alcohol poisoning, completely my fault. But we ended it on an upswing. We got to see our favorite band in the world, Corn. But I got to be honest with you. That was at the end of November. I was on pins and needles for December going, something bad's going to happen. <laughs> something bad's going to happen. stones again. I know, right? I was just waiting <laughs> for something bad. So ultimately, we made it out. We're fine. And I really kind of look at the whole thing is it's, listen, the experience is, what the fuck is the point I'm trying to make? Oh, no, no. The point I'm trying to make is everybody has to go through shit in their life. I just think <laughs> that for some reason, karma was like, eh, let's all give it to you now. 
you know. Yeah, you just got, got it in kind of one lump sum. Yeah, let's just get it out of the way. My hope is that karma isn't going, um, let's play catch up. You know, it, it's more like, you know what, rather than you deal with this shit for the next decade, let's just give it all to you now. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll work for the future. But I hope it's not like, oh, you guys have been having a kick-ass 10 years. Fuck you. I didn't have um, I didn't have nearly well, I, I did have an event, an eventful year but it was so eventful that I can't even recall everything because I also moved well I moved at the end of last year and then I moved again in the middle of this year so it was like eight months in between moves so I kind of just mesh all that together and then obviously my son turned one this year that's cool I have four more weeks of school left so I'm that close to graduating part of 2014 but it's really really close anyway yeah, yeah. i kind of started the whole final project at the end of last year so uh and then just all kinds of shit in between so i started a new job that i now love and uh yeah it's been it's been interesting i'll tell you what i'm impressed for as long as i've known you i've never seen you as dedicated you actually you're as dedicated to your schooling as i am to this fucking show mm-hmm. and it's because it's... i've got 50 g's invested in it <laughs> <laughs> fair <laughs> enough fifty thousand dollars Loaded into the show, you better believe I'd be all over Twitter, <laughs> all fucking over it. People you heard, so, uh, people listeners. People would be so sick of me. That's right. You you've heard, listeners of this show. It's time to drop some serious coin and find out what Brian's <laughs> like when he cares. <laughs> I'm very financially motivated. Whether it's me putting money into something or me receiving money for something, <laughs> if that's what it comes down to, you got you got me all, all, all all of me all all, all up in you. <laughs> <laughs> Way in there. I was thinking of something funny to say, but I didn't want to be too revealing. No, really? We're, we're practicing restraint on the show now? Yeah. yeah. That's a poor idea. <laughs> <laughs> and one last thing before we start the show. We would like to congratulate Sir William Tross the Fourth. Sir William Tross the Fourth. Yes. He was our first 360 Moneyline Fantasy Football Champion. Not only will he be receiving a $25 Total Rewards gift card, but a soon-to-be-acquired PBR Rockpa bull-felching signature drink championship trophy. Oh, I covet said trophy. <laughs> Love to fill it with a mead and enjoy the shit out of it. <laughs> Brilliant, sir. Do they even do they even make mead anymore? I was playing uh, Skyrim the other day yeah. on my computer, and I'm on Christmas break. I was playing Skyrim, and, like, I, I'll just like, go into a bar or something, and that's all you can buy is fucking mead. Isn't mead that, just some variation of beer? Yeah, I don't honestly know. I never looked into it. I'm sure Sir William Tross IV could tell us. Sir William Tross knows all. <laughs> all in the within the realm. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for your, for your participation and any said knowledge you want to share with us. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, it's fantastic. I, I love it so much. I was going to say what you were gonna, what you just said. <laughs> it's, like, it's like I'm inside you. Um, <laughs> somehow I have no issue with that at all. <laughs> please, please, sir, go on. <laughs> all right. Time for some random Vegas. All right. Writing another chapter in their Chronicles of Manzi, Aria... <laughs> Aria has the largest 24-hour cafe in Las Vegas, or at least on the Vegas Strip. We got that from, of course, Aria, because they want to make sure, very much like Chris Manzi, that not only have they accomplished the feat, but that you know they accomplished it. Have you ever uh, listened to the Christian Bale soundboard where he's berating that guy on Terminator? Oh, yes. 
<laughs> I wish I could just cue up the, oh, good for you. Because <laughs> that's, that's, that's what immediately what popped into my head when I read that. Yeah, it, it's such an interesting concept. It's not like the cafe is the most popular thing. Like, you know what people like in Vegas? Cafe. You know what we need to do? <laughs> Really Biggest fucking big ever. Ones. That's right. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. How about the Vegas Mate Review of the Week? This week's review is Double D's 20, 28th, no, December 28th review of the... I got excited and got ahead of myself. <laughs> Too eager. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it was his December 28th review of Holstein's at Cosmopolitan. He gave it four out of five chips. Yep, Double D wrote, this place has become a final stop for me... Before the flight home, have a drink at the bar, order takeout, burger and fries, head back to room at Aria or Mandarin Oriental and devour that delicious burger as I take in the view of this amazing city. Burgers never disappoint and bartender is always attractive and attentive. Nice. It's good when they're attractive and attentive. Right. (laughs) Although ultimately, I think if I had to choose one, it would be attentive. Uh, Oh, agreed. Yeah. I'd rather rather have like an attentive ogre (laughs) serving my drink. Like she's very friendly and quite skilled, you know. I don't have, surprisingly, I don't have a, I'm getting ready to leave Vegas. I mean, other than, you know, I kind of mope around or I kind of drag my feet as I walk around. But That's how you are anytime any vacation is coming to an end. Well, that's that's 100% accurate, my friend. <laughs> that last day you were just a miserable, miserable piece of something. Well, because it's like I got four hours before I have to leave. I'm yeah. so unhappy. <laughs> See, like me, I'm the opposite. I'm like, all right, I got to make the most of this and just enjoy it as much as possible because it's about to go away. Well, that's ultimately what's going on. I just, the thing is, is everything I'm doing is slower because I'm trying to soak in every second of the ambiance of everything mm-hmm. I'm looking at. I'm trying to fully process it. So, I mean, it's, it, it, while it looks like I'm just a, a whiny bitch wandering around, <laughs> I'm, I, I honestly am just trying to soak in the whole, it's yeah. the same way that I'll just wander around a casino. You know, I'm not, I, I, I don't sit down in a slot machine, I don't sit down in a table game. I just wander around, and where we got the entire concept of recording the casino ambiance. Casino audio, yep. Yeah, because it was just, I just wanted to be around it. I just wanted to soak it up and be around it. So, do yeah. you do anything, you know, I, I know obviously Vegas isn't isn't the same as Disney to you, but when you, go, do you have any kind of like closing ceremonies at Disney? We always, like, we always do, like, a breakfast of some kind. As you know, we're big fans of going to, like, Kona Cafe, or we like the Grand Floridian Cafe for breakfast as well. But it's always the last day has to incorporate one of those two for breakfast of some kind. We have to have a a special meal to start the day off, and that's always, that's usually our kind of our our little ritual. Nice, nice. Now, for any of you who are Disney fans as well, Kona Cafe is at the, what what is it, the Polynesian? Polynesian, right. If you have not tried it, Go fucking yeah. blew my mind when you brought Karen and I there. Unbelievable. One of the best yeah. breakfasts I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah, the Tonga Toast is fantastic. Oh, it's phenomenal, yeah. So, um, yes, what we're, oh yeah, that's right, Vegas. We do, um, that's right. <laughs> we do a Vegas show, that's yeah, right. We do. Um, <laughs> we've got a twit pick of the week for you. All right, this week's winner comes to us from at 702 Web for a New Year's Eve picture of the Las Vegas and Tropicana Boulevard intersection. Now, New Year's is one time of the year when traffic is shut down on the Strip and people are allowed to spill into the streets. We're told via our friends at Access Vegas that this intersection is definitely the best place to view the fireworks. The photo is taken from the top of the Tropicana looking down at the mobbed intersection. You can see the masses spill into the streets via all four properties at that location, which are Excalibur, New York, New York, MGM, and the Tropicana. 
Now, what I particularly like about this photo is that it not only shows a unique view of the strip, but it looks almost apocalyptic. <laughs> I mean, it, it looks like Vegas ran out of alcohol and just riots ensued. <laughs> there are many captions or, or, or stories that you could tell just by looking at this picture, but the one thing that you can't debate is that this is a really cool picture and it's at a unique vantage point. We love it. I was immediately thinking as uh, as I was looking at this picture how much it reminds me of, uh, and I know that we were trying to get away from this just a moment ago, but how much it reminds me of like Disney World at this time of year, same time of year, oh, yeah. and it's just shoulder to shoulder packed with people. That is the one thing. I don't. We, once again, I swear we need to just sit down and tell this story at some point. But the shortest version of this story I'm going to tell you is, we we talked about how I had kidney stones in Disney when I went for Christmas. But I somehow, shortly after surgery, had the morphine-induced uh, idea to go, you know what, we need to enjoy what we can, what we can get away with while I am rocking these crazy drugs in my system. And we were still <laughs> able to go there and walk on Main Street with the snow falling on you and, and all that shit. And Yeah, I've been there. That is crazy. That and the 4th of July. I've been there where you just look around, you're like, I am literally shoulder to shoulder. It's like a Vegas nightclub is what it boils down to, except like 20 times the amount of people. And, to, and it's it's a lot hotter, especially during the day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, particularly on Fourth of July, but yeah, it's just big steamy piles of people everywhere. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's you one of those can't things move like or anything. Yeah, if, if somehow like a fire started in the middle of all of us, there's there's a good chance that at least ten percent of those people are dead. Absolutely, at minimum. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> As always, we'll link to it on our blog. We'll put the photo up on our Flickr page, Pinterest page, feature it on the Facebook and Google Plus pages, Twitter header, as well as the enhanced version of the show. I have to think of a way to shorten that up. Good. We're going to put it on a bunch of shit that you can <laughs> check out. I want to make sure they understand. Like, you see all these things? That's important, what we're doing. <laughs> we're doing all these things here. You should feel you should feel big or important or something. Something of that yeah. variety. Well, every once in a while, like, people who, you know, we, we announce as a nominee is like, really, what do I get? Like, what do you want? You took a picture and fucking shared it with anyone who would look at it, and I just said, hey, that's a really cool picture. Like, what are you going to give me for it? Like, we're just you. We're just acknowledging it. Right. So it's on all these things. You don't like that? Eat a dick. Don't post it. Yeah, eat that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go to the news. All right, our first piece of news for this week is uh, Britney Spears stuff. Go. Yeah. The reviews are largely positive. The show has been described as nothing like Vegas has ever seen. It is the perfect marriage of a live concert venue and nightclub with a taste of Cirque. The show is 24 of Spears' biggest hits in 90 minutes, set to some impressive and physically demanding choreography. It has fire, water, snow, and aerial elements. There is a four-piece band, 14 backup dancers, and one of the largest video installations. She spent some time singing to those in the VIP bottle area, which had celebrities in attendance such as Katy Perry, Serena Williams, and many more of the who's who, you know, brass in Vegas. Of course, Miley Cyrus couldn't help but make a spectacle of herself by acting like a disgusting, attention-craving horror, and kissed one or f a few of the female dancers, depending on the story, uh, who just happened to be dancing in the VIP area around the stage. But the big question, does she actually sing, is still up for debate. The property and production team claim that she, quote, sings against a recorded track of her vocals to help her through the more physically grueling parts of the set and add the electronic undertones that characterize many of her songs. 
Audience feedback regarding the subject are mostly positive, ranging from people saying that you can hear her labored breathing during the show as proof that she is actually singing, while others believe that she is lip syncing, but that it wouldn't be fair to ask her to sing every note and offer the same level of performance. Some even went as far as saying that it was obvious that she isn't, or that she wasn't singing, but they would rather she lip sync and get the kind of show this residency offers than have her sing without help. Now, one disappointment reported was the fact that the video screens in the theater never provided close-ups of the show, but something apparently that isn't in debate are people's feelings on the meet and greet with Britney, with, I guess there's the whole package where you can meet her and you get mm -hmm. concert tickets or whatever. First off, it costs $2,500. You get front row seats, uh, just loads of her merchandise, and a chance to meet her and have your picture taken with her. Now, it's a guaranteed chance, or does Yes. Okay. You will meet her and have a picture taken with her. I was going to say, for $2,500, I better have than just a better, a better than just a chance. Right. Like, hey, for $2,500, you, your, your name's going to go in a hat. <laughs> Right. And we're going to shake the shit out of it, and we're going to pick. And if you get your name picked out, hey, you get to meet her. Sweet. If yeah. not, sorry. Have a nice day. Well, the problem with that is reports are largely negative, claiming the meet and greet boiled down to roughly three seconds with Brittany, just long enough to take your picture with her and, you know, her to move on to the next person. Now, the one thing I will defend in that is that I don't think we got much more than 30 seconds with any member of the band of Corn when we paid for that. But then again, I didn't pay $2,500 for right. it. So... Yeah. Britney has signed on to do 50 shows per year, both in 2014 and 2015. Representatives of the property said the residency could be extended if it proves to be successful. A new detail was revealed regarding the two dance floors surrounding the stage. They aren't just for those who purchase bottle service in you know, the whole front row seating area. In fact, they're actually general admission tickets, which means it'll always basically be be crowded or you know packed yeah. or whatever which sure. i had always thought was going to be an awkward situation if you only gave it to the to the front row people but i i was wrong but something even more interesting is that it's being reported that katie perry was at britney's show because she's being courted by caesars to be the next resident performing at the access theater at planet hollywood now while she was in town she performed a private concert at caesars palace for high rollers and the caesars execs now, those who attended the show had nothing but positive reviews to give, and Caesars recently teased that they were hoping to announce the next resident artist to perform at the Access Theater at Planet Hollywood. Word is that Katie really liked the venue, and that's all we know. I've, listen, I, I, we've talked about um, our ability to see artists perform on the, I think it's the iTunes Festival or whatever. She's the one I of those. Heart Music Festival. Well, no, no, yeah, that's another, that's another one, but specifically we saw Katie on that and then we for some reason more than likely Hamburg wanted to shoot pool and listen to live music watched Katy Perry's I can't I can't remember what it is whatever movie it was where she divorced Russell Brand during it or their whole marriage fell apart or whatever the fuck it was she's an artist that you don't expect you're like oh she's a pop girl or whatever and then you see her live you're like holy fucking shit this girl can perform this would be a huge huge get if they can actually pull this off but She's Katy Perry. That girl's, I don't know, I don't know. But that's... She's, she's a, she would be a huge draw right now, though, oh, I mean, particularly massive. right now. It, well, uh, and, and I think the thing that Axis provides is for people like her, 
where you think the Coliseum, you're like, wow, that's you know, that's kind of the the major. That's league. a high end venue. But yeah. the problem is, the access seats like double, if not triple, uh, of the people. Which for mm -hmm. somebody like her right now, who's so fucking huge, you know, it would be in a phenomenal venue for her. So you can offer more reasonably priced tickets since you can accommodate more guests. Yeah. I mean. Well, and you can do more of an uh, of a package like you know even though some people are disappointed with this package that britney's doing you can offer something like that and part of the things i've seen is that girl just she's one of those people that it reminds you like if you and i got to be whatever it is we dreamed and you know professional athletes or whatever the way that you would regard people who who kind of look up to you it's like you're really appreciative it's like i wouldn't be shit if you didn't like me. like I, I guess athletes isn't a good thing because that's really your skill set that got you yeah, there yeah. but something like you know hey i'm gonna do something for the public and if the public doesn't like me i'm gonna fail but if they do i'm gonna become a success and being very appreciative of it so sure. I, I yeah I, I think that'd be a fucking monster get for them i just that girl is global right now and i can't fathom her wanting to settle down for any extended period of time, but she make a lot more money touring. Yes, I mean, just it's not even close. I mean, yeah. it doesn't compare in any way. But yeah, the one thing I will say about this whole Britney thing, though, is that Karen and I were like, "Hey, it's Vegas, it's Britney Spears, we got to check that out." But these reports have gotten me. It's kind of cooled my interest. We're reluctant it. about it. Yeah, because one of the reasons, and we've we've spoke about this briefly before, but one of the reasons that Karen and I have completely sworn off like hip hop and R&B concerts is that- They're awful live. Yes, exactly. They don't make the effort to actually give you a real performance. Whereas rock concerts, the best, or the, the minimum that you're gonna get, every once in a while you'll get somebody who's too lazy to hit their high notes, but for the most part, you're always gonna get a, a quality you know, experience. Whereas the odds of you getting something that's either highly produced and lip synced or like like the gamble that they're actually gonna fucking sing it's like the odds are just it's not gonna be what you hoped it would be mm -hmm. and the funny thing is is like Karen and I have already planned a Vegas trip around going to see Bruno Mars because the live performances we've seen are like they're absolutely epic second it's, the nun right now yes yeah. absolutely and seeing her thing of like oh wow you're you're kind of exactly why we don't go to see pop or R&B or rap mm -hmm. artists because they do what you're doing right now yeah I mean that's what it is it's more of a dance performance than anything else um, as far as the lip syncing concerned, there's really only one thing I wanted to say about that. With, if it's going to be a highly physically demanding performance, mm -hmm. um, you know, what do you expect? Right. You know, obviously there's going to be some lip syncing. You can't. It's one or the other. You can't have both. See, but here's the argument that I have with that, and I can't believe we're actually talking about this on our show. But, in sync, clearly changed the game when they when they were like you know what we're going to do big time choreography and we're going to sing and it was painfully obvious you could hear their voices jump you could hear them out of breath and it, it, the choreography was built around them being able to hit the notes that they need to hit and do whatever so i think the problem is when you have somebody like that proving that it can be done it really makes it look worse when people are like well listen i'm giving you a physically demanding entertaining show but is it like, different for a group versus just one person uh, i guess that's a fair point considering the the entire focus is on you you never get a break yeah i mean we're we're obviously we're, we're not experts by any means on on this topic i don't think we really give a shit too much but well, yeah. since it came up i i think i think it might be personally uh personally i think it's a little different for one person versus a group right. uh, of vocalists. But, you know, again, we, what do we know about Well, it? and I'll even support your point because one of the things that Karen and I found very disappointing during the iTunes Festival is that we saw Justin Timberlake perform, and he wasn't doing a very physically performing, uh, uh, you know, or taxing performance. You know, it was very much just him singing. It was boring as shit. Mm -hmm. You know, so I guess I get that. It's like, you know what, I, I don't necessarily need to see 
you sing because it's kind of boring. Yeah. You know, so maybe I would prefer that you do something else and then just lip sync. But who knows? Odds are we're still going to go see it because, come on, it's this is this is something Vegas hasn't seen before. So sure. Yep. Yeah. Nope. That's understandable. All right. Well, let's move on. We've got some more um, MGM Park details to share with you too. Yeah. This week, Vegas Eater confirmed with details what we speculated a couple weeks ago, and that is that MGM will build a large mall at their park project. Oh, goody. Oh, yes. Now, oh, this is the space we talked about just after the actual park part of the park, uh, but before you get to the arena. It's going to be two stories tall. It's, well, it's going to, yeah, it's not two stories tall. It is two stories, which equates to 40 feet tall and 800, or not eight, Jesus, what am I looking at? 80,000 square feet. <laughs> Jesus, I'm trying to, I'm trying to over-exaggerate everything. <laughs> Now, what was it's it? It's just nature taking its course. But, that's right. How long do you have to listen to the show before you're going to figure this shit out, people? <laughs> <laughs> now, what wasn't confirmed was if it will be an outdoor shopping promenade, as we thought it might be based on the renderings, or if it'll be a standard indoor variation. Something else that it appears MGM is leaning away from referring to the project as the park or MGM's park, and they're actually moving more towards the district or some variation of you know combination of those two but park district right right <laughs> yeah i'm not i'm not bullshitting you <laughs> it's the problem <laughs> but the the one thing i'll be honest about is the more details that that come out about this project the more i honestly think you should just refer to it as the arena district because it really starts to look like any other newly built arena area in a small market where a professional sports team resides Mm -hmm. I mean, my interest in this entire thing is just declining rapidly. It's like, I honestly, I, I, I don't get it. Like, you look at City Center, and now you look at this, and, and it's more of this urbanization, and you're like, it's almost like MGM just doesn't get what people want. You know, it, it's we want an experience that isn't like any other place, and it's like you're going, you know what they really want? Exactly like everybody else. Like, what? No, you're not, that's, that's not what we want at all, and... I really tried to think on this whole concept here, and I honestly, like, listen, I get the Coliseum. I get the joint. I get the pearl. I get all that. And, and I even get some of the larger venues. If you, But I think one of the lures of seeing an artist in these larger arenas is that they're in a casino. There's that whole concept. Now, if you're going to take it right out of that, what the fuck is the point? Mm -hmm. I mean, I honestly can't see me in Vegas going to this this arena simply because like like I even tried to think I'm like okay what if Corn was there and you do a meet and greet well if Corn's doing a fucking arena tour I'll see him when they come around where I live rather than while I'm in Las Vegas where I'm doing many things I can't fucking do when I'm around my home sure absolutely so I don't know that's what they've got coming on I, I just I mean I'm more interested in what's going on at the Monte Carlo in New York New York frontage and that whole park area than mm -hmm. everything sure. beyond that but I don't know who the hell gets excited about a shopping mall so We'll see. Yeah, they got shopping malls all over the fucking place, so right. I don't need to go. I'm not, I'm not going to do it in Vegas, you know. Right. All right. Well, we've got some information on Rochers. Um, they're actually back. Right. <laughs> Never has a place so universally considered to be a piece of shit's demise <laughs> been so lamented and then their resurrection so celebrated. <laughs> but Rochers is back. It is no longer on the Strip, which seems to be the primary goal of basically anyone in Vegas. But, you know, they don't, they don't really adhere to the rules, Brian. They're rebels. They're above it. Right. Or below it, either way. Right. <laughs> Instead, the former cult shithouse status has been relocated. 
<laughs> to the heart of Link in an attempt to at least, in some part, find yourself somehow interested in checking out this project. However, in about two years, I honestly feel like the novelty is going to wear off, and if they don't do something about it, people are going to realize that they have 6.5 Blackjack and their drink specials are comparable to the Quad, but not quite as good as Casino Royale, and we'll end up forgetting all about O'Shea's, but... Lucky is back. He's pouring shots into Chick's mouth, who, in all honesty, make it only slightly more difficult for you to pour your cock into said orifice. <laughs> <laughs> the new O'Shea's is what I would imagine O'Shea's would look like if a movie decided to set an old dive bar casino in there. Fucking, although I, I feel don't like a, a Guillermo del Toro or like a Robert Rodriguez would do like, yeah, that's it, like the next machete. Yes. It's going to be set there. You totally have the exact concept that I had in mind. It's yeah. almost like somebody goes, let's make like 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 a real smart, like Harvard. Let's make a Harvard bar, man. And this is what it's like. <laughs> this bar's been here for like 100 years. And this is what it's going to, you know, but it's also got some unique modern touches to it. I'm like, oh, and this looks dumb. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally stupid. Right. You've ruined this. I hope you're happy. <laughs> I did not enjoy my time at O'Shea's at all. Not in any way, shape, or form. You know what? To me, O'Shea's was that place when you were walking to another place, and you're like, I need you a fucking beer. Yep. You know that you have cheap as shit beer there. Get up there, grab some beer, get the fuck out. Last time I was there, I went up to the bar, and I waited like seven minutes for I remember drink, that. I, remember I they getting, had... I was the, waiting like... I was going to give it like 30 more seconds before I just walked out of there. No, you're right. It's You and I went to, see, I mean, unless this was after the experience I'm thinking of, but I remember when we all went there and they had like dollar Miller High Lifes or whatever, and we're like, fuck it, I need a transitional beer to my next beer. Yes. And we yes. waited for fucking ever for those beers. It was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah Very totally. disappointing. Yeah. But, yeah, the blackjack is 6-5, craps. The field bet 12 pays double rather than the former triple. Yeah. They do have some video poker, but it's got some less than favorable odds. Honestly, I think anybody who listens to this show is going to fucking know the difference between actually being being a quality establishment, at least in the dive portion that it was where it had good limits, and, and look past the fact that they have $5 table limits, but whatever, who knows. I will say good news for those of you looking to bet an actual casino cocktail waitress. It appears that they have upgraded to women that could be considered relatively attractive. I mean, they're sporting Irish-ish bustiers and, you know, I mean, the kind of things that their fathers or uncles or whoever the hell used to sexually molest them when they were adolescents. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, it's something that they would, would have loved been awesome. <laughs> and I'm sure have pictures of them. <laughs> They've upgraded their, their weight staff from fives to sevens. <laughs> is, I think, what Mark is really trying to... That's the essence of the message. <laughs> oh, my God. That was horribly awesome. Thank you. Thank you. But there <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I should, like, be upset with you or, like, I, I don't, offer you verbal handies. I don't know. <laughs> i got to be honest with you. The goal was the latter, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> well, when is it, Mark? Right. Right, of course. But... I think, honestly, anybody who listens to the show or, or formerly enjoyed said property, you're going to come to learn that O'Shea's died in 2012 and just let it rest in peace. I honestly don't think they're going to ever dial this back. But then again, once again, if there's any place I've ever wanted to be wrong about things I don't like, it's it's Las Vegas. So we'll see. 6-5 seems to be here to stay. And I don't know, maybe it becomes shitty enough that they're like, oh, fuck, we need to go back to what it was and, and drop all the limits and start pissing on carpets and, and doing whatever I we need to. I feel we may have made a mistake. Right, right. We need to quickly degrade this place so we can get people to come back here. Yeah. yeah. 
All right. Well, uh, we do have some more information on a new strip resort, and it's currently in the planning stage, I think, isn't it? Yeah. It's called All Net Arena and Resort. It is a 27-acre project scheduled to break ground on the Las Vegas Strip in the spring of 2014. All Net Arena and Resort is apparently just the working title for a privately funded $1.3 billion project that will be located between SLS and Fountain Blue. Now, the centerpiece of this property will be, what else does Vegas need more than anything, is another stadium. This one with a retractable roof. It will accommodate just under 23,000. That's it. Right. <laughs> Leading you from the strip to the arena will be Victory Plaza. Uh, it'll be 300,000 square feet, outdoor shopping, dining, promenade, complete with a water feature because we all need water features. Absolutely. If there's one thing that Vegas needs, it's, it's more rooms, Brian. I mean, I'll say that categorically. But this resort is only going to have 500 of them. They're going to be specialty suites, each with a private area for in-room spas, a.k.a. Andes. <laughs> and <a> pl <laughs> but plans are for it to open in December of 2016. Can't fathom there's any way this thing will actually happen. You purchase happy ending special? Right. <laughs> it's actually part of the of the price list that they hand you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we believe in upfront pricing. <laughs> yeah. We believe in we believe in 100% transparency here. I, I like the concept here, uh, but I just it just doesn't fit here. Like I get you know what it almost reminds me of is the Disney area where it's all about sports. That's yeah. What it reminds me of. And I'm like you know what in Disney yeah that works. Vegas not so much. No. Yeah, that's what I was kind of figuring. I, 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 didn't, even, I didn't read the story, obviously, but <laughs> <laughs> obviously. But I saw the name all net, and I'm just like, it's going to be like a basketball-themed resort? Or? Yeah, it, it's so funny. It's almost like Vegas keeps going, we're going to build an arena. Come on, NBA or NHL, come on. We're building one. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised that they haven't. What, haven't gotten one? No, the, the, yeah, there isn't a professional team Oh, it's there. coming. It's coming. I, I, I promise you in the next... Five to ten years tops, there will be at least an NBA or an NHL team, if not both, mm -hmm. in Vegas. It's just yeah. too. It, it's th these properties are just hardcore leaning towards it, and just the concept. I think the fact that they're testing the markets, both of them, the NHL and and the NBA, with having preseason games there or D league games there or any kind of shit like that, mm -hmm. uh, that they're that's exactly what I think they're doing. I, yeah. I honestly think Vegas will have one of the two, if 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 not a relocated team, just an expansion. Yeah. yeah. Next story up is uh, some information on Larev and their behind the scenes tour. I gotta be honest with you, when I first saw this piece, I was like, yeah, duh. <laughs> I, I, I fucking, is there any other kind of news you wanna tell me two years ago, you know, that, that you're now act, trying to pawn off as recent? But apparently I was wrong because starting January 19th, LaRev is offering daytime tours of their production, LaRev. For $250, you'll get a 55 minute tour that starts in Wynn Theater. You'll get to see how the show works, backstage access, as well as premium seats for that night show. Now, Vegas Shatter did a really detailed story on exactly what you can expect to see, but I figured some people don't want to have it spoiled, so I'm not going to. Now, they do have two other experiences that I wonder if that isn't what I'd always confused or if, I, I don't fucking know, but the first <laughs> is called Dream Seating. It offers monitors installed in the top seating area. Those monitors are tied to live cameras located behind the scenes. Before the show starts, the feed will show you what's going on behind the scenes as they get the show ready or what you need to prep, you know, for whatever features you're going to see. 
And then once the show starts, you'll have access to live feeds from beneath the water, behind the stage, and in the dome. Ooh. Now, the second is called the Diver's Dream Program. And for the, you know, the reasonable price of $1,750, <laughs> you are allowed, if, if you're scuba certified, you're allowed to participate in the actual performance as well as have an exclusive backstage pass, which I honestly think is just you hang out underneath the water and make sure that nobody who dives into it drowns. So <laughs> there's your, quote, participation. <laughs> but there you go. I, uh, I think it's a, a cool idea when you consider all the shit involved with, with a Cirque show to be able to see the kind of behind the scenes. And when you consider how skilled and, and flexible, I guess is, is one way to say it, that these performers are. I, I don't think seeing... It's not like seeing the behind the scenes of a magic show, which fucking ruins the whole thing. I think something like this could be cool, but to be honest with you, I don't give a shit about Cirque, so it's not for me. Yeah. No, I don't really care about this either, although I will say that I don't think that the price on the uh, the former of the two packages is all that bad. Oh, no, not at all. When you consider what it is you're going to see... And I mean, where it's at? Exactly, exactly. No, I totally agree with you. Seems like a decent value, I yeah. guess. On our next news story, we've got more Vegas pizza. Yeah. Of course, every property feels they need to have a pizza place, and I'm not one to argue with them on that. But <laughs> a year after it was announced, construction has resumed on the new pizza place at Planet Hollywood. It's going to be located next to Pink's Hot Dogs. It's 760 square feet, seats about 58 people, and will now be named PH Pizza. However, they may revert back to the previous name of Pinup Pizza since they've gone back to the original concept of pinup girl theme or whatever. Oh, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, see? No word on exactly when it will open, but based on its progress, it will be soon. All right. I think the one thing that's unique about this is that with Planet Hollywood having it outside as a to-go, mm -hmm. that could be a big thing because normally you got to go into that property, you got to find the pizza place. I mean, think about it. You go to Caesar, uh, Caesars has one. you got to make your way all the way back to the forum area to get it. Navigating uh, Caesars can be, it's like, it's ridiculous as it oh, is. Oh, it's a horrible idea, to be yeah. honest with you, especially if you're just trying to get in and out. It's the worst idea ever. Yeah. But, you know, Cosmopolitan's isn't as bad, but you still have to negotiate your way up to the third floor, and it is secret pizza, so if you don't know where the fuck it is, got to find out where it is. I have no idea where it is. It's still a secret to me. <laughs> I'm aware of it. That's right. It. <laughs> but this one, being right on the strip, because a lot of things you do in Vegas is like, fuck, dude, I haven't ate in like four hours, and I have consumed way too much alcohol to have not eaten since and what then. better for that than nice greasy pizza? Exactly, exactly. So I do think this is, I, I don't understand why it's stalled, but I'm glad to see that it's come out. And I honestly think almost that entire exterior is going to end up becoming some form of restaurants. I don't even know if it's going to be good pizza, but my mouth is watering just thinking about it. <laughs> They're going to at least get a purchase of, of one slice from me, Brian. And, and right. they, can, they, can, they can try and earn my business or shun it. <laughs> yes, that, that's true. As can be said, that can be said for any business. Market. Fair, yes. Yeah. And in our final piece of news for this week, we've got more Caesars, Massachusetts drama. Yeah. <laughs> Caesars submitted an amendment to their lawsuit against Massachusetts gaming regulator Stephen Crosby, claiming that Crosby specifically asked Wynn to stay in the competition after Wynn publicly complained about the process. Now, Wynn, of course, issued a statement that he called Crosby and offered to withdraw his application if the Massachusetts Commission were uncomfortable with his Macau operations. Now, Wynn claims that Caesar CEO Gary Loveman is misrepresenting that conversation with Crosby that 
because Crosby ended up replying that, you know, he shouldn't withdraw his application because of that, that reason. Wynn also took the chance to state that Caesar's lawsuit is, quote, a shameless, desperate attempt by Caesar's to deflect attention from the serious issues raised in their investigation, including their current financial condition. Couldn't agree with Wynn more. I was going to say, how ever you argue in my that? Life. Yeah, it's, I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's one of those things that Caesar's has shown that they are always, listen, they know how to run a, a clean business outfit or whatever, but they haven't proved they know how to run a profitable, successful yeah, fucking casino. fiscally responsible. Right, exactly. So yeah. I think this may be the most damning part of their entire, this little amendment may have fucked them on this whole lawsuit. Yeah. Because that having Steve make such a clear, obvious, credible point as to why their application would have been like, eh, we don't necessarily want you here. We don't really buy into your whole your whole concept. I don't know. I think this may have fucked them. <laughs> but yeah, very well could have. There yeah, you go. Absolutely. Well, that's it for the news. Uh, we do have some prop bets for you. Actually, we've got quite a few prop bets for you. Let's get into the list for this week. Starwood has partnered with Total Rewards. You just need to link your rewards card from the respective properties and you can get credit for money spent at either. For more details, we'll have a link on the blog. You know what's funny is I honestly thought that that partnership had already been there as well because of their whole interaction with Planet Hollywood and that mm -hmm. Planet Hollywood Tower. I know Hilton runs it now, but originally Starwood was the one behind that, so. I, I would have had no idea, honestly. Yeah, there you go. In their 10 popular fake stories of 2013 piece, Vital Vegas revealed that the Rio Kids Toy Story that looked like the virus that was believed to have caused all those people to get sick, prompting outrage from parents who demanded the toy to be removed from the shelves, was a fake story on their part. And to Vital Vegas, I'd like to say, eat a bag of dicks. Because <laughs> I totally bought that one. Well played, sir. Well played. If there, if there were ever a golf clap required, it would be in this case. I think they can go shit in their hands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking Brian's stance. I like that one better. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the Marvel Wax figures were on display in Vegas Madame Tussauds for a limited time because they're now gone. No word if they're going to be relocated to another Madame Tussauds, are on tour, or if they will return at all. You'd have to think it's got to be one of those those two because why would you ever make a wax figure and be like, eh, we did it for a month. We're not going to show them anymore. Like, yeah, what are you no, going to do with I, the stupid I, figure? I agree. I completely agree. A Vegas cabbie received a $10,000 reward for returning a bag left in the back seat of his cab to its owner. The bag contained $300,000. <laughs> I did see a tweet later that, that mocked this concept and said that the Vegas cabbie decided to take the ten grand and reimburse all the people that he long-hauled. <laughs> oh, nice. He came up short. Right. <laughs> About four grand. Yeah. Juice Farm opened at Palazzo this week in the space formerly located where Sweet Surrender was. Other than everything you would expect to find in a place called Juice Farm, they also offer hangover kits specially designed for Vegas. I, I really need to work on my drinking in Vegas because I, start, I drink like I'm like, we're in Vegas, drink, drink, drink. And I'm like, there's a lot of things you can do in Vegas other than be fucking blackout drunk constantly. It's, it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And those are... Thank I you. Mean, I've lost sight of that. You need to come to Vegas with me again and remind me of this. I, I was just saying, I actually, I watched, uh, I, was, I, I was doing homework today, 
and I had Ocean's Eleven on in the background, and then I threw Ocean's Thirteen on, and then my son woke up from his nap. But I was, I was, I was getting excited for a trip to Vegas that I do not have in the first plan for the foreseeable future at all. But. I would, I would love to do that with you, and I'm sure our listeners would. But, but honestly, I want to make this clear right on the record. One, I want you to come and hang out with me. If you're cool with it, we'll do a 360 Vegas vacation, and other people can hang out with you. But ultimately. I, I want to hang out with you. So if you're like, I want to hang out with you, but not them, I'm like, fuck them all. Just you and me. Fuck them all. Uh, lovely. Right. Uh, let's see. Social Life Pizza will take over the space in the food court, L.A. Italian kitchen occupied in the Grand Canal shops at Venetian. No word when the L.A. Italian kitchen will close, but once it does, the space is planned for a $200,000 makeover. I honestly have no concept, or at least I'm now learning, what basic makeovers run. And I, I don't know if it's Vegas or just anywhere in the world, but fucking hey, 200 grand. I was going to say, that seems kind of frugal for... <laughs> Doesn't it? For, for a Vegas uh, location? I'm quickly learning that hundreds of thousands and or millions don't mean what I had thought they meant no, growing no. up. So. I think it's funny, though. It's like, excuse me, Italian eatery, get out of there because we have an Italian eatery coming. Right, exactly. We have an even more cliche and less limited menu to offer. <laughs> <laughs> or more limited menu to offer. Yes. Uh, Vegas Eater reported that filings with the state give Giada's restaurant at the Cromwell, a.k.a. Bill, Ga- Bill Gamblin's Hall. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a price tag of $6 million to construct. You see what I mean? $6 million to build a restaurant. What the Just fuck? Just a drop mean? in the bucket to them, man. I know. It's, it's wild. I know. So, you know what it is? It's that goddamn inflation. <laughs> you know how much this would have cost us? $50. $50. You know, 12 years ago, I built the same kind of property for like 16 bucks. <laughs> this is an outrage. Six million. Getting raped over the coals here, folks. That's uh, that's like a that's like the cost of an oven, isn't it? Like a million bucks. Uh, that's my guess. I just I, I I honestly think that pretty much your son and my nieces and nephews, the the word million to them will won't mean shit. It's gonna become old hat very yep, quickly. It's not gonna mean much of anything. Like going, wow, you want a million dollars? Who gives a fuck? What are you gonna buy a car? <laughs> <laughs> Cosmopolitan opened their second Vaben Cafe. This one is smaller. Well, it's a smaller version of the one on their second floor. Uh, this one is located between Vesper Bar and the casino floor. That's the one thing I was saying, Brian. I'm like, you know, they don't have enough coffee shops there. Not nearly enough. No. People need things to help them stay awake. <laughs> in Vegas. For me, that's booze. Although it's, <laughs> it's kind of a double entendre. It keeps me... Or I guess not a double entendre. It doesn't mean two things. It's kind of... <laughs> it's... At least you called yourself out it's, on that. <laughs> if not Dave Lifton would have fucking done it, I'd have had to deal with it. So. You would have had to dealt with my immediate backlash as well. <laughs> well, well, see, I, I encourage, actually, I encourage everyone's backlash, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Alistair's become a goddamn pro at that. That man knows specifically how to just tear me down. I'm like, oh, no, I don't know why, but I love this man. <laughs> I can take a total backseat now because I know that if I don't catch it or if I choose not to acknowledge it, which <laughs> unlikely... Uh, <laughs> Uh, but uh, if I choose not to, I know someone will. Yes. So thank you. It's quite enjoyable. <laughs> I have no okay. idea. I, I'm, I'm going to somehow tie in my low self-esteem and mixed with, <laughs> I might as well embrace it, like going, yes, I am a worthless piece of shit. Thank you for calling me on it. <laughs> I thought I did good. I didn't. Thank you for not allowing me to have a shred of positive feelings. <laughs> it puts me in my place, Brian, where I need to be. <laughs> good. good. 
uh, apostrophe bar what the fuck? Uh, at Caesar's Palace is now officially open. Who cares? <laughs> you probably won't be able to find it anyway. I know, right? Right. I'm the only idiot who will actually seek it out. Like, hey, here it is. Where's like it's in Caesar's? I don't. They I don't, don't really have anything other than standard domestics. Uh, yeah, it's a good point. I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> 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 right. <laughs> Supporting our fascination and addiction, well, actually, my fascination and addiction with signage in general. I love signage. Yeah. (laughs) Vegas. I love when there's things to help me find out where I need to go. I'm obsessed with it. I've caught it so many times in places, specifically like Disney or Vegas, places we've repeatedly visited where I take pictures of the signage. I'm like, why did I take a picture of that? Mark, you're you're not alone. There's people people out there. There's crazy, wacky people out there in the online, in the Disney internet community. They, They have robust catalogs of restroom signage photography. Really? Oh, yeah. It's it's insane. It's so weird. Wow, that is weird. I mean, I, I least... love Disney World and you love Vegas and, you know, and, and uh, you know, we obviously love it a lot, but I'm not going to fucking chronicle uh, the history of restroom. Yeah, I, I, uh, of my interests in Vegas, uh, bathroom signage has never even entered my mind. No, but people do it. Wow. Well, there you go. And uh, I feel I feel less weird. <laughs> bizarre but yeah supporting that vital vegas fed us that crack that the updated sands expo center now has a new light they've updated basically their exterior signage it's now a little bit flashier at night so good to, to, to me i would actually make the extra you know four block walk so i can be like look it's sparkly <laughs> look. oh they were right it is more flashy <laughs> I know, right? like for some reason i'm compelled to go i gotta see this <laughs> I want to see I, if they're. I want to see if they're telling the truth. Right. I know we took a picture and shared all the details possible, but I got to see it with my own <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Next up, uh, Bond Lounge has officially opened with three-two blackjack on shoe tables, six-five on double deck games. But in classic cosmopolitan style, the dealers and dancers aren't dressed like whores, and instead, attractive women dressed in attractive evening wear. I this, uh, in, in all honesty, this may be <laughs> one of the most. Think, uh, one of the things I'm the most excited to check out because Cosmopolitan has been categorically my favorite property, period, and I haven't been able to gamble there outside of a slot machine or, or, or video poker. The idea that I could play table games, I'm super, super excited about this. Yeah. Go oh, That is exciting. View Bar, located on the second floor of the D, now has two blackjack tables. Following the vintage theme on the second level, one of the games is Super Fun 21, which I don't really know a whole lot about, but I do know that it is a vintage version of that game. And the other one is basically at this point, unfortunately, becoming a vintage game. The six deck shoe will be 3-2 Blackjack. Lobby Bar at Mirage, formerly known as Kokomo's, has completed its renovation and will now offer not only Mirage signature drinks, but feature skinny and organic alcoholic options. Have you tried any of those? No. no I haven't either. What's the point? I know. <laughs> like, I don't need to. It's out. I don't know where I'm going. It's matter. just going to be pussied out versions of the normal drink. You know what's funny is, like, I think Miller 64 actually tastes good. I think it's a good beer. The problem is, is I basically have to have an IV of it to get drunk in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. See, and you know, I don't know what it is. I think maybe just becoming a parent or whatever. Like, whenever I do drink, I don't really drink to get drunk. I drink because I want to just enjoy it. So I won't. I'm not. I don't even drink that stuff anymore. See, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. I, I have low self-esteem and a, and a life that I'm not happy with. <laughs> no, that's not true. I love my life. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you fucking martyr. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Once again, if you're new to this show, pull yourself show, together. The, the majority of the things I say are in an attempt to somehow make Brian laugh. <laughs> so I succeeded. <laughs> Uh, continuing on, Hooters increased their resort fee by $2 per night and didn't add any new perks, which in general, if you're staying at that property, there are no perks. <laughs> at least flip me a coupon for some free buffalo shrimpies. <laughs> something. Do something for me. Pretend there's value. I don't want to go there anyway. Yeah, I don't. You know what's funny? I've, I've visited every property in Vegas, and it's the one that traditionally, if you're going to tell me, and I did this with Imperial Palace, and I did this with Sahara when I knew that the properties weren't going to close, that I was going to revisit it. Well, we've had that threat twice for Hooters. Mm-hmm. Never really drawn me towards it. <laughs> so I'm like, no, I saw it once. That was enough. <laughs> they offer like $500 in free play or reimbursable. Or I don't remember what it was, but it was some ridiculous amount of money. I describe it to everyone is if you've ever been in a Hooters restaurant, this is an entire Hooters restaurant that has a small section that is actually a restaurant, and the rest of it is a casino. It's mm-hmm. exactly that. They, they completely replicated it. It's, it's oh. a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love, like, fake wood veneer paneling <laughs> on the wall. Well, Brian, you are Italian, and that is on our blood. <laughs> Lovely. Yes. Uh, where were we? Ah, yes. Further documenting it. The end of the poker craze. El Cortez has closed its poker room. Poker is still available downtown at Golden Nugget and at Binion's. I say 10 years, it becomes exactly what it was 15 years ago. Probably right. Something everybody does, you know, something people that like it do and everybody else doesn't really regard. It's definitely quieted down quite a lot. Yeah, hardcore. And lastly, construction has begun on the long-rumored sports bar named Tap at MGM Grand. It will be located in the space formerly occupied by the Lion Habitat and will be modeled after the popular MGM Detroit sports bar of the same name. Good. All right. Well, that's going to do it. <laughs> Good. I'm happy you guys did that. I just feel bad that they had to put down those lions to make room for tap. Oh, my God. <laughs> they did not put down the lions. <laughs> well, what happened to them, Mark? I want to know. <laughs> Brian, they were retired to a farm where they have all the room in the world to run and play. <laughs> It sounds like you're just making up something. You have no idea. It, you really were meaning to say that they were retired to the ground. Oh, my God. <laughs> In truth, they were retired to some wild habitat. For fuck's oh, sake, okay. Brian, we're going to get letters. We're going to get okay. letters. <laughs> I don't want to fucking hear it. It was a joke. I don't care if it sucked. <laughs> we won't read okay. it on the show, so don't write it. I would never assume that they would put them down to make room for a shitty sports bar That's that right. we down in here. We try to be funny. Yeah. Don't intentionally be assholes. Actually, no, intentionally be assholes. We, we like we're that only too. we're allowed to do. We like that too. <laughs> yeah, that's actually okay. Yeah. All right, that's it for news and, and prop bets. Let's move on to playing Vegas. Short list of playing Vegas items for you this week for Friday. Lincoln Park is at the joint at Hard Rock. Show starts at 9 p.m. Tickets start at 81 bucks. And also on Friday, Alita Ford is at Vinyl at Hard Rock. That show will start at 9.30. Tickets will run you $31 to $38. Uh, that'll do it for playing Vegas. Let's move on to Vegas deals.
In an effort to save you money in planning your trip to Vegas and while you're enjoying your trip in Vegas, uh, we offer you Vegas deals. Uh, for this week, uh, starting the list off, we've got Downtown Grand deals. Vegas Chatter shared a collection of deals Downtown Grand is offering. If locals join the Downtown Grand's Players Club, they will get 50% off of all dining for the month of January. They will honor comps for discounts or comps from other properties now through April, but they will have to be specified. Sorry, specifically. Sorry. <laughs> Shut it. Specifically that you, the individual, are being rewarded or awarded, not rewarded. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no mass mailings accepted. And in order to take advantage of the, the offer, you do have to sign up for the Players Club. Guests at the property have access to a free daily shuttle running from 10 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. Destinations include premium outlets, the Smith Center, and the Fashion Mall on the Strip. Luxor has a Twitter-exclusive deal. This one offers simply the lowest rates available for stays from January 4th through November 30th. Weekday rates will range you $37 to $120. Weekends are $88 to $160. The deal is good for rooms booked now until November 30th. And no bullshit, there are slim to no blackout dates on this thing. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Stratosphere offers free weekend tower passes for locals. The passes give you access to the top of the world and level 107 lounge. If you'd like to enjoy the rides, you'll still need to purchase tickets for those attractions. The deal is good for all weekends in January, and to take advantage of this offer, you just need to show a valid Nevada ID at the Ticket Tower ticket office. All right, that'll do it for Vegas Deals. Let's move on to coming attractions. All right, much like playing Vegas, coming attractions are entertainment opportunities outside of the normal residencies in Vegas. And for this week, we start our list off with Meatloaf, who's returning to Planet Hollywood for a two-month residency of this Rocktails and Cocktails show. I think that was intended to be his. Yeah. Uh, But I'm an ass. Yeah. Well, it's a shitty name anyway. (laughs) And who cares whose it is? (laughs) Uh, Performances will be Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, starting Thursday, February 13th. Shows will begin at 7 7 p.m. And tickets will run you. (laughs) Run you? (laughs) 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 They'll run you 90 to 189 bucks. Daughtry is performing at the Chelsea at Cosmopolitan Friday, February 14th. Show's going to start at 8 p.m. Tickets go on sale Thursday, January 9th, and will run you $48 to $60. Twelfth Planet is performing at the Hard Rock Cafe on the Strip on Saturday, February 22nd. Show starts at 9 p.m. Tickets will run you $25.00. And lastly, it's a callback. And lastly, Gary Old Newman school. is at the... That's right. For some of you that don't get it, you missed... <laughs> you didn't miss anything. <laughs> Gary Newman is at the Hard Rock Cafe on the Strip Friday, March 7th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets are going to run you $29. Do not forget, you can find links to tickets. <laughs> you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists who report on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. I know I'm so mush mouthed today. We're excited. We took a week off and we're like, oh, it's been two weeks since we spoke. Actually, it's two weeks for me, I think, isn't it? Is it? You did a review. Uh, well, I, well, I guess it is two weeks, ultimately. Yeah, yeah two weeks. I two weeks. You. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> Nervous all over again. Right. All right. That's going to do it for coming attractions. Let's move on to the river. Oh, 
Welcome back to 360 Moneyline, where we discuss all things related to sports betting in Las Vegas. My name is Seth, and as always, Chris is here with me, and today we're going to talk to you about a new type of wagering called in-game wagering. Now, up to now, we've been talking about actually physically going to a sports book, walking up to the counter, and placing a bet, handing a person your money, and then handing you back a paper ticket. One of the new things in Vegas that has just started hitting the market in the last year or two is called in-game wagering. Now, Cantor Sportsbooks is the leader in this right now. Cantor operates the sportsbooks at the Trop, the Cosmo, the Venetian, the Palazzo, and the Palms. Now, if you're in one of these sportsbooks, you have the option to do the following. In addition to making your normal bets and getting a paper ticket, you can choose to use their in-game sports wagering system. Now, what you would do is go to the sportsbook of whatever casino you're at at one of the Cantor books, Go deposit money under your account, or if you don't have an account, create an account. Then, with that money deposited into your account, you can either ask them to use a tablet, I think they use a Samsung Galaxy uh, Cosmo, which is where I've done most of mine, or you can download the Cantor Gaming app on your smartphone. Now, once that app is loaded onto your phone or you have one of the tablets, you can take that tablet anywhere around the resort, and you're not tied to it, and once you have that tablet, a whole new world of bets opens up to you. Yeah, and once we have that tablet, guys, the options are, are almost seemingly endless at that point. Now, whether you download that app to your phone or you get the tablet itself, the app will track your bets that you make, and it'll keep a track of your win-loss history. It'll let you know what your pending bets are and how much you can win based off of those bets. Now, we've, we've done this for football and basketball. And, you know, when you get it, obviously you have a set amount of money you've got in your account with which to gamble. You can place your usual bets that we've talked about so far. You're against the spread bets, your money line bets, your over-under bets, your halftime bets. But with the in-game wagering, what you can do, for example, in football, we were there for an NFL Sunday, and as the game's going on, you can actually bet on whether a team's going to get a first down or not. You're going to bet on the result of a drive. You can bet on either being a punt, a touchdown, a field goal attempt, or they're going to turn the ball over in that possession. Obviously, wherever they're at on the field at that point in time is going to dictate what the odds are. And it's just running, and you just have to pay very close attention to what you're doing. Exactly. If you start off a team in football, it gets the ball, pin them deep in football, and they get it on the one-yard line, the odds that that team's going to score a touchdown are going to be a long shot to pay off. But if that team starts marching a drive, you'll see that the app will adjust, and as they get closer... It'll, it'll pull back more to the minus 110 or even odds that we're used to in seeing sports bets. Right, and then, and then you can also do, like, you can bet on whether they're going to make or miss a field goal. So, I mean, if it's, say if it's a, a shorter field goal, say it's a 35-yard field goal, I can bet on, like, a short one. Because neither yeah. of us likes the Steelers, so we both bet on the field goal. But it was, like, a 35-yarder, and we bet on, on them to miss the field goal, so the, the line was, like, plus 300. Mm-hmm. And obviously we lost the bet because it was a short field goal. But depending on the field goal, you'll get different odds whether they make or miss it as well. And it's just constantly changing. There's even in-game money lines where you can bet, let's say a team's behind by two touchdowns in the second quarter. All of a sudden, a money line may pop up for them where before it wasn't great of a chance that you're going to make a whole lot of money off of betting on that team to win. But since they're down two touchdowns now, that money line becomes like a plus 250. Exactly. And, and then it gets real tempting to, to, to jump on it. Because the money line bets are only for the team to win. There's no spread involved. So if one team gets down, the chances of them winning outright decrease exponentially with every point they get down by. 
So obviously there's, there's just a, there's a multitude of options and, and thankfully you essentially, you only have what you deposited. Now obviously you can go back and put more money in your account, but it's easy to get carried away. You know? if, if you're following what we're saying with all these options posting up in a game, you can literally bet on every play of the drive almost. In a football game, if they kick off, bet whether that drive will end in a touchdown. And then uh, it may get down, and they cross the 50, and you go, you know what, I think it's now going to end in a field goal. So you bet on the field goal. And in the meantime, you've bet whether a drive will end up with uh, whether a result in a first down or a punt. Or that, yeah, 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 exactly. You can even bet if it's going to be a three and out. You know, yeah, I, I mean, got one on a three and out back. It's, it's very, very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. It's an absolute shitload of fun. Now, we've talked a lot about football this, this whole time. Now, we've done basketball, too. Mm-hmm. No, basketball doesn't really seem to have as many options involved. We did basketball last March for the first time, and that's our first time with it. And in addition to the over-under, halftime, against-the-spread bets, and money line bets that you can make, the only in-running option they had were uh, free throws. If a player got fouled and was shooting free throws, an option would pop up, and you could either bet whether he would go 0 for 2, 1 for 2, or 2 for 2, and depending on how good of a free throw shooter that player was, that determined the odds. And one thing I do want to talk about, it's like this for football and especially for the free throw. You have to be quick. The odds pop up once the player gets fouled. You have the amount of time that player takes to walk to the free throw line. And once, I don't know when it is, but the the app will sense when the guy's about to shoot and will cut off all betting. I mean, there's not a lot of discussion, and it really is not a good idea. You can't sit there and and think about whether this is a good idea. You just have to figure out really (laughs) quick and snap off stuff. Whether the guy, you know, if it's a my my general thing is if it's a short guy, he's probably going to make it. If it's a tall guy, and you know, I was a tall guy in basketball, so it's probably not good. But that's my general rule: if it's a short guy, he's probably going to make at least one out of two. It's just so addictive. I mean, I mean, we back to the free throws. The first time there, I I know a little bit about Ohio State, and Aaron Kraft had uh, was a point guard for Ohio State last year, and I convinced everybody at the table with a tablet that Aaron Kraft was going to make two for two. Well, the problem with that is Aaron Kraft is a pretty good free throw shooter, so the odds weren't great. You had to have bet $20 to win seven to pay back a total of $27. I don't know what those odds are. It's, I mean, it's not very good, whatever it is. But, I mean, and it's one of those things where we just jumped on it, and he made both of them, luckily. And at that point, we I knew that I had a problem. I just went, did I just bet on free oh, throws? And it was 20 bucks. he just threw out there just in a heartbeat. Yeah, I mean, you, just, you know. Oh, yeah, you just... Because you don't really think about it. I mean, there's just so many options, and if it looks if it looks nice at that time, that's why I think I, I really like the in-game money line because there's so many swings. Yeah, you know, especially in NFL games, there's so many swings. And we've never done it, but I mean, they say the NBA is a game of runs. So you know, you just sit there, and one team's never out of. They're going to make a big run in the game. So you just sit there, and you can wager it and bet. What well, my goal from this March trip is, I want to bet on a team to money line it to win the game total and then bet on the other team to money line win in the second half so both teams will win even though only one can win that's my goal for this march i want to i want to accomplish that i have high standards you have very high standards also when i get comped at the outback steakhouse at uh casino royale after your dollar michelob exactly that's what i want all right guys i think that's all we've got for you for this episode if you guys have any questions just hit us up you can reach us on Twitter at 360moneyline or shoot us an email at 360moneyline at gmail.com.
I got to say, this is one of the segments that has kind of grown into its own own beast. I mean, these guys initially started to share sports betting with us and then kind of took over our fantasy aspect. And mm -hmm. it's it's I, I'm really excited about the direction these guys are going into. We thought there was kind of a finite amount of of content that they could go over. But topics. Yeah. Well done. I mean, they've done a really, really good job of, of sharing this and expanding it. And some of the best content providers as far as Twitter goes, these guys I'm just I'm, I'm a big big fan of 360 money line I'm really happy that we've got them on board and uh, quality content yeah we certainly appreciate the contributions thus far yeah very good stuff uh, we do have some listener feedback that we wanted to share we received a PayPal donation from Ingrid Schneckel Mark why don't you go ahead and take it says Mark and company thanks for the podcast Merry Christmas and let's get rid of this crummy year I'm part of the company yes Mark. you are this is a karma donation <laughs> for our New Year's trip Inga Inga, if I can share a little bit, has also had a similar shitty year. Uh, I won't get into the details, as it's her private life, but she has, has very equally shared in, in the stresses of 2013. So uh, thank you very much for your support, Inga, and I also hope that 2013 can eat a fucking giant bag of dicks as it falls behind us and we, we move forward into the, the future. Absolutely. We did have some other submitted listener feedback that we haven't gotten to this week. We'll definitely get to it soon. It's wild card weekend for football. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's. Uh, I, I apologize for that, but, but you know, fuck you people. I'm here to <laughs> try to. <laughs> I want to entertain you, but going on outside the show that we want to enjoy. Right, exactly. You, you just didn't, who wants to spend all day editing the show when there's football on playoff football. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we'll get to it next week. Maybe uh, because there'll also be four playoff games next week. So I like how we like push. We're like, yeah, fucking send us your feedback. We love it. And then when we finally get it, we're like, yeah, we'll get to it later. Really, you're gonna do this to me right now? You're gonna be it's a like dick this, about? Well, it's like the story of my life. You know, all you have to do is fucking call me to task, and I'm like, Brian, it'll be next week, you motherfucker. It'll be next week. <laughs> so there you go. You heard it there. Right. <laughs> next week. Brian pressured me into it. Well done. <laughs> You're welcome. Actually, I'm just excited. I like to hear what people say about us. Yeah, I'm a big fan of listening. Because we always feel down about ourselves. We, <laughs> you know what? We've contemplated the voicemail line, but it's it's one of the. It, here's, We're not going to steal the concept. We've talked about it. That's right. That's right. Well, and on the flip side, you know, I, I I am an editing psychopath. There are just certain things that I'm like, I got to get this out of here, and I fear somebody's going to give us a drunk dial. It's going to be like, Vegas is fun. And that's the only thing that survives because I edit everything and, else. And it'll, it'll be Chris Manzi. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Uh, <laughs> that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's going to do it for episode 117. Thank you guys very much for listening to and downloading this week's show. We appreciate your support and your patronage and awesomeness every week. Uh, if you'd like to take a look at any of the stories that I don't know why I said patronage. We're not selling anything. <laughs> But yet, some of them give us money, so there yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. Um, anyway, if you'd like to take a wookie, <laughs> if you want to have a wookie at, uh, at, this, at, the, at the stuff that we and talk And who about. doesn't, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to take a look at I defy you to not want a wookie. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but it, remember, it's best to let the wookie win. What? Right. 101, wookie, right there. <laughs> Anyway, go to the blog if you want to click on the links to any of the stories we reference, referenced. God, I cannot talk today. It's awful. <laughs> I'm a fan right now. <laughs> go to the blog. Click on the links if you're interested in any more details on the stories. Our email address, again, is 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. And we're also on all kinds of social media. You can find us uh, through the links on the blog as well. Yeah. And do not forget, it's very easy to support us if you'd like to just um, click on our 
Amazon banner on our blog prior to making your purchases or doing your shopping on Amazon. You're supporting the show at the same time, and that's literally all there is to it. Yeah. Can't thank you enough. You guys have been awesome with that. Between listener donations and uh, support for the show, you're, it's honestly going right back into the show, whether it provides us with content for future vintage or uh, other segments or just paying for the feed, hosting, whatever. We can't thank you guys enough. Absolutely. All right, so that'll do it for this week. Yeah, that's all I got. We'll see you next week. Yeah.